We've all been there. You get a big meal, you feel full, and then for some ungodly reason, you're craving the ice. The ice cream in the freezer is calling to you. Yeah. Even though you just had a, a satisfying meal. And, and, and Jamie, these cravings have a name. Yes, dessert stomach. This is something I'm learning about this morning, but I think I don't have it, but members of my family definitely do. Well, and they say that it's a big problem with kids. Let's learn more about it. Allegra Picano is a Henry Ford Health registered dietitian and uh, something that they're talking about in in the, the dietitian and nutritional circles. Allegra, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. So just give, give us a clinical definition of what dessert stomach is i also have salty snack stomach (laughs) um yeah absolutely so when we're talking about dessert stomach we're not actually talking about like a a second physical stomach um but what that actually refers to is this phenomenon known as sensory specific satiety and pretty much what that means is that um we all have different taste buds on our tongue and they all want to be satisfied So what happens when we eat something that's salty, for example, um, we satisfy that taste bud, but after a while, we start to have this declining satisfaction of that taste bud. And so our brain wants something new and it wants something exciting, so it starts to crave other tastes that maybe we haven't had. So um, typically when we refer to that dessert stomach, it's right after we had a meal full of you know, salty foods, savory foods, maybe some bitter foods, and we haven't really satisfied those sweet taste buds yet. So um, your stomach might feel maybe physically full, but it, it kind of overrides that signal to your brain and tells you, I need something sweet to give me a little bit more pleasure. So that's where that dessert stomach comes in. So, you know, a lot of experts, they recommend uh, what they call eating the rainbow of produce instead of sticking with the same fruits and vegetables at every meal. How does that relate to the concept of sensory specific satiety? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, really, when we're talking about eating the rainbow, we're talking about eating a, a wide variety of foods. And the more it, it comes from an evolutionary standpoint, you know, our ancestors, we wanted to eat a good variety of, of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and proteins so that our bodies could grow and, and give us all the, the nutrition and nourishment we need in order to get through our days and to live our lives. And so um, if we have a variety of those foods on our plate, we're going to satisfy a lot more of those taste buds. Um, and we might not find these these harsh cravings for for certain foods after the meal. Allegra, it's the holidays though, and we're all going to be with family eating lots of food. We think we're satiated with the savory stuff, and then all the pies come out. So can't we just, you know, <laughs> can't we just have all the pies this holiday season and get back on track in January? Should we have the pie first? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I would say, don't deprive yourself of that pie, and, and don't drive yourself crazy. Um, the cool thing about sensory specific satiety is that really we find with only after a few bites we. Can satisfy that taste bud. So um, keeping that in mind and saying, you know, if, if you are craving something sweet, don't deprive yourself. Maybe you just grab a really small portion, eat it very mindfully, um, and still keep in mind that that idea of eating out through the rainbow and, and eating a good variety to, to make sure we are satisfying your taste buds as best as we can. If we make sure that there are sweet things on our plate, sliced peaches, something like that, would that negate the dessert stomach? Will that fake our dessert stomach into not needing dessert? It it might. I can't say for everyone that it absolutely would, but because um, there is a little bit of a environmental aspect there. If you see everyone else eating a piece of pie, you, you might want one too. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but the the 
sweetness from the fruit, it will hopefully satisfy a little bit more of that sweet taste. So, yeah, absolutely, yes. So, Allegra, you, you have these chemicals like dopamine that, that <clears throat> stimulate the brain's reward center and make eating more pleasurable. How does that pleasure diminish when you experience the same taste of, for a prolonged period of time? Yeah, so so that's um, exactly where system specific satiety kind of comes in is, is once we start eating those foods, so that first taste of something sweet, it's a really big hit of dopamine to the brain. It's really exciting. Um, but over time, it, your, your brain kind of gets used to it. Your taste buds get used to it. So um, that dopamine surge starts to get less and less over time. And so it's, it's not as exciting the more we eat of it. I feel like people who always want dessert feel seen, though. There's now a term for what they have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, having almost like a sweet tooth. Right. Um, and that's absolutely there's we find that um, a lot of us we have different levels of these different taste buds. So some of us might have a little bit more of those sweet taste buds on our tongue. So it might give you more of that sweet tooth. Um, we also know that um, like habits will play a role in this as well. So for example, if you're someone who always has ice cream before bed, um, it might not necessarily be that you always have a dessert stomach or you always have a sweet tooth after bed. Your body might just also be in the habit of, of having that sweet something after. after. Right. So um, thinking about that, too, and, and changing up those habits if we can. Well, we are forewarned that we are wired for this, apparently. Allegra Picano, thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you. And I apparently have more stomachs than your average cow. And I, 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 who knew? Uh, something to be aware of. Do you remember back in August, we told folks that if you're on auto pay for your utility, that many utilities were no longer accepting credit cards for auto pay. They wanted to deduct directly from your checking account. Well, there's a lot of people apparently that didn't get the message. Mm hmm. One of them, a good friend of mine who said, yeah, I looked out the window and there was a consumer's power person shutting off my uh, gas. And he said, you know, not only did I not get the message that they were changing auto pay protocols, payment protocols, but I never got the shutoff notice. So I think we need to warn folks that if you're on auto pay and you used to use your credit card. Yeah, to check and make sure that those payments have gone through because this is a guy that I know is really fastidious about not only paying on time but paying early. Right. And he was just um, horrified to find out that he was two months in arrears and those auto pay uh, bills were not going through. So go to the website, make sure it, if you uh, have an account set up with consumers or DTE and make sure that, that that's there. And by the way, if you pay your bills every month through the website, you can still use your credit card. That's it's correct. only with auto pay. That's right. Uh, that this has changed. But and, and also don't ignore those notices from your utilities in the mail. It you know, it may alert you to something. Real snail mail still happens. Yeah. And yes. this is not a good time to get your gas cut off. No. Mm-mm. No. And and the other thing is it could have been costly. There was then a hookup fee. Of course. And also a six hundred dollar upfront fee to cover the delinquency in the future. Fortunately, consumers in this case was very nice and waived both of those.